0: We've now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your hosts of Glory Rising.
1: And good evening. Welcome back. This is your host, Loretta, with Glory Rising Radio. And I am joined tonight by my best friend, my pastor, my husband, Roger. Hello, hello. And our good friend, Andre, is here with us. One and only. Are you sure you're the one and only? We're
2: going to talk
1: about Jay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I so, thought you had a junior. <laughs> anyway, as we're trying to have a little bit of fun here this evening, um, we're going to be getting into the show. But if you'd like to join in the conversations tonight, that phone number is 214-431-5032. I'm on Facebook, monitoring the chat, so let me know you're here. We want to hear from you tonight. And I'm going to let Roger take it away with some announcements.
3: Yay, announcements. Hey, we've got something coming up next month. Uh, You don't want to miss it. October 14th. We've got God's Family Reunion and Hip Hop Concert coming up on October 14th. And it's free. Man, he took my thunder. He did. He took my thunder away. I'm it's free. Okay, <laughs> but yes, it's going to be free, and it's located. Okay, it's going to be down in uh, um, Red Oak. Red Oak. Yeah, Red Oak, Texas. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, when
1: you think you've gone too far, keep going. You haven't gone far It's
3: enough. just over the hill from too far. Okay. <laughs> From Fort Worth up here, it's about an hour drive, okay, but we do have a lot of people that listen down in that area, and uh, you know we are going to be uh Rocket Baptist Church down there. they're going to be uh having uh, having us have that event um, for those that are on Facebook you'll be able to see that flyer up on the screen right now for those that are listening um
1: the address is twenty eight seventy f m 983 in red oak texas
3: yep and so and if you just want more information more directions or something like that (coughs) andre can tell you the phone number
2: that's area code (coughs) 682-319-4846 okay
3: and we're going to be uh from four o'clock to seven o'clock we are going to be having god's family reunion there uh, it's going to be a great big picnic time, uh, just like a regular family reunion, but this is going to be for all God's children to come. So it doesn't matter what denomination you're from or anything else. You can come have fun. We're going to have great things for the kids, uh, some prizes, events, things like that. Uh, some guest singers are going to come out uh, while during that time. And uh, if not, we're going to be playing some Christian music out there uh but uh we're going to be having free food out there and then we're also going to have a few things that uh if you want to purchase extra stuff cuz uh like uh Grace's Sweet Treats is going to be out there they're going to be provide, providing uh cookies and stuff for the free food and but they also she'll also bring out an assortment of other things to let you try out and uh, of course those will be at, at cost to you but uh, you know if we if there's anybody that uh, wants to come out and be a sponsor of this and Wants to sponsor a space? Come on, give give Andre a call, and uh, we'll, we'll get you out there. But it's going to be on the 14th of October, from four to seven, and then from seven thirty till nine nine thirty question mark They're going to have a hip hop hip hop concert. We got two uh, rappers that are going to be there. So it's just going to be a fun time all the way around. So
2: uh, dress accordingly. Be comfortable. You wear a suit. Feel sorry for you.
3: Yeah, because we're going to be outside having a good time, you know, picnic-type thing, okay? We're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, uh, some brisket, stuff like this that that people are coming out and are going to bring out. Um, So come out and join us. Have a little fun. Get to know some people. Get to know some other folks from other churches. And uh, so we're just going to go on from there.
2: And the event is going to be hosted by Pastor Corey, the pastor of Rocket Baptist Church. And um, like I say, you come out to have fun, enjoy yourself. Most of all, come with an open heart to fellowship.
3: All right. So that's what we're going to be looking at, and there's going to be more things on down the road. Uh matter of fact, we're going to have a, a, a special uh, uh Show on December first. That's gonna be our one hundred and fiftieth show. Yes, yes. And so we anniversary. Are going, yeah. Anniversary. Well the anniversary is actually in November, but actually one hundred and fiftieth show is gonna will be on December first. So we're gonna to try to have some some guests come on and things like this. And uh, we're gonna have some cake and stuff here at the at the studio. But uh, we're gonna, you know, have something there so yeah, you know, that's been pretty good. We've been here almost three years on the air. And, you know, that's a big mile marker there for hundred and fifty shows. You know. So those are the things going on now. Is there anything I missed? Missed, 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 nothing missed?
2: Oh, at the at the Federal reunion, we are gonna have a barbers. They're the give free haircut to kids under twelve. Twelve and under free. And and if you want to get your hair cut, he's there for that too. Uh we're going to have uh <clears throat> hopefully we're going to have some people come there just to meet from the radio show that that goes to uh, to participate and operate out of Fishbowl Radio. We invite you, if you want to come and set up and meet and greet, come on out.
3: Yeah. So we invite you know, we invite the hosts of Fishbowl, you know, that out here they got quite a few of them. Yeah, if they want to come out and and join the fun, they're more than welcome. So, all right. So, I guess we get on the topic for the day. So, what you got, Andre? Anything special? Ding. Oh, it's one no. of those. <laughs> <laughs> we have technical difficulties, folks. Technical difficulties.
1: Oh no, that was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday.
3: Oh, uh, technical difficulties were yesterday. Well,
2: okay. what I want to uh, bring up is let's talk about. Who are we? You know, I know I am, right? Do you really? We have more chaos in our Christian community, our Christian churches, even in our homes. And then we wanna know why people say, I don't want that kind of I don't want to serve that God. Because we don't rep- you know how young folks say represent. Mm-hmm. The gangs represent the game. They true to it. They'll die for it. But look at us, Christians. Are we true to our God? Only behind closed doors? Are we in a group? As my grandmothers used to say, Are you tough when you're in that group? What about when you have at that by yourself? Are you going to still say that, sir? That same carriage? No.
1: Just like Peter when he denied Christ. You know, I believe he was what we would call a Christian, but yet when it was time for the rubber to meet the road he denied christ so did he know who he was
2: hmm good question
3: yeah so and yeah knowing who you are is important but you got to get into the word of god to find out who god says you are you may know who you are but that may not be what god sees in you you know, I can say, you know, I'm a big gangbanger, I'm this, I'm that, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I am. But God says, No, here's who you are. Here's who I created you to be. Okay? So in in that aspect, it's like we we put labels on ourselves based on our performance, what we think we are. You know, where we are, what we think. But we don't we don't take enough time. To ask God, who do you, who did you design me to be? You know, and so, but if we don't know where we stand as a Christian, how can we walk like one? So that's a it's, a, it's a good point. You know, who are we? Are we a child of the devil or are we a child of God?
2: And the sad part about this. Whole scenario Who you are Hate to say it But sometimes You don't know who you are You You try to You want to fit in You like that puzzle It says a triangle But you a square, Right And you want to fit And then when God Shaped you To fit in You still Some people still don't know who they are
3: They can't accept Who God said This is you well, you're you're trying to fit into what other people say you should be, Ugh. and really that's what it is. You know, we want to fit in so bad we will conform to what they want <clears throat> so we can fit in. You know, and it may not be who we are. You know, or maybe not the way we think, but I'm willing to. You know, we do this in churches a lot. Okay. For, for those people who are listening, it's like, we do this a lot in churches. We go to a church, and we'll start doing what they do because we want to fit in. True. Not necessarily because that's who we are and that we do this this way. And it's like, well, you know, you need to speak in tongues now. If you don't speak in tongues while you're in church, then you know, you're just not Holy Ghost filled. Or you're not saved. Or you're not saved. <laughs> and yet, you've been walking with the Lord for years, and you know but now you have to do something to conform to be in that church so that they will accept you okay you know that's not who God intended you to be but that's what they want you to be to fit in with everybody else and so we've got to learn we don't have to to conform to you know each church denomination how they do things you know how they do a service, how how they worship God, God says, "Worship me in spirit and in truth. How you are, how you want to worship. you know, I got in trouble with one church because I wouldn't stand up and raise my hands and shout. Well, it's like I was on the kneeling on the floor praising God with my face to the floor. Who was right? Both are right. But because I didn't conform to the what group. they thought mm-hmm. I should do, I got ridiculed. You know, you, you know, you're not doing it right. Well, who says what's right and what's wrong in worship? Worship comes from inside you to God, and we all worship differently. We, you know, some may cry, some may shout, some may jump up and down. You know, it's all part of our character. You know how we want to worship
2: And it's sad When your worship becomes A part of your show Part of your act I mean some churches you can go to You know who's going to shout Who's going to run Who's going to fall out Who's going to cry I used to be the one with the same testimony Because it sounded good In the church Amen That's when you really need to step back and say when I first joined, I was happy serving God. Now it's a routine. Yeah. Did I miss the mark? Oh, what? A, oh, girl, you didn't shout this week. I oh, know, I just wasn't feeling it. You weren't feeling it. Oh, you girl, we used you running around the church. Oh, I didn't feel like it today. Cause it's an act. Yeah. But when you first ran around the church, when you first fell out, when you first, 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 it was for real.
3: but you know this is where we feel we have to do this to to meet the standards of the people we're trying to impress. We're not trying mm-hmm. to to honor God. We're trying you, you to impress right. the leaders, impress the other people so that we fit in.
1: We want to be noticed. Okay? We That's it. <laughs> and we you know everybody wants to be affirmed and made to feel good. So you want, to, you want to be noticed by the leaders of the church so you can get close and say, Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm a buddy with the pastor,
4: or <laughs> yep. I'm a buddy with the
1: pastor's wife. And you feel like you're in a clique, in a little group, and nobody else can come in that. That's a show. That's you That's trying to, to show out for people instead of letting God
2: show
3: up
1: show up mm-hmm. and letting god show out
2: amen
3: and it's true i mean because i've been i've been in churches where i just got all caught up in god and and people like you know come and tell me oh, you can't do that in this church you know, okay you can't raise your hands uh, uh I, well i do
1: yeah i can i can yeah, really yeah, well, I do it know? real well <laughs>
3: but the thing is is during service, I was, you know, they didn't want me raising my hands and saying "Thank you, Lord." Um, I was like, "Why not?" I said, "I do. I don't care what you guys don't do or don't do, because I'm going to worship my God, and what the Holy Spirit leads me to do, so shall I do."
2: It's funny you say that because you could be in a deep worship with God one on one. Satan going to interrupt you. you going to try to. Yeah. You have some people come by there. Brother, let me pray with you. Oh, he's got the Spirit. Man. Okay. Hey, can I say there's a private conversation
3: going on? Sometimes you just have to tell people, especially when you go to the altar and you want, you're you going to pray, and they keep coming up and, you know, it's like tapping you on. What do you need? What can we pray yeah. for you about? I said I got this. You know, me and God got a conversation going. It's the same thing as if me and you are talking, somebody comes up you on the shoulder and says, hey, what can I help you with? Can't you see him talking to somebody? Yeah. You really being tired. rude. Yeah. You're right. And I, and I tell people that. It's like, quit being rude. You know, if you had any decency of the Spirit, you'd see that me and God got this conversation going.
2: Yeah, leave them alone.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: leave them alone. You know? And so, but, you know, you've got to have the altar workers. Got to go up there and and try to pray with you. And I think, like, well, if God's telling you pray for me, then pray for me, but leave me alone. Yeah.
2: We've seen when Ms. Loretta was in the church, over on 377, for some reason God would let us go in there, and when she came She said she was in there One on one with God Having a great time mm-hmm. God will not let us go And intervene And we pulled up I said Well maybe she's gone We didn't know you was in there Because we was in one car there But you said you was there
4: mm-hmm. And
2: you had the best time of your life With God Singing mm-hmm. Praying And that's what God wants us mm-hmm. God
4: one on
5: one
2: with me Well
4: and this is
3: how Knowing You know When we realize that that God is real, you know, and a real person that we're talking to, not just some Me. fake thing to to talk to, like talking to some piece of jewelry or talk to some wall. Wall or or <laughs> statue or whatever, you know, but you actually have a relationship with this with yeah, this you God. We talk to the wall you're right. You know but you know, then it's like it's something personal, okay? And we don't, and we got to get away from this trying to act like we're spiritual, because God looks is uh, this is phony. And then the people that are uh, don't know Christ, that they're coming, to try to find something real, and they see all this fake stuff going on. They don't want to be part of it. They want to see somebody real, you know, that's a serving God, and. So, because they want something real. Well, this guy,
2: you know that visible ink, you know, visible ink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had some red visible ink. Took a fake razor blade, cut his hand, all right? The blood looked like blood. Took a feather, made the feather. And then when he did it, it disappeared. The cut was gone. But you know, the, the church started worshiping the feather.
3: <laughs> yeah. This is how bad
2: they wanted to get they start worshiping the family. Well, you know, to somebody, to somebody, exposed him, and guess who exposed his own brother?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it it happened. Back, you know, read the read the Old Testament. You know, if when God did a miracle, all of a sudden they wanted to keep doing this miracle. Over and over. Yeah. They they wanted to keep this going, keep this going, okay? And God says it's like that's not what He was wanting. You know, but they said, well, you know. Because when Moses came down from the mountain, he said his face shined like the sun. He had a glow on his face, and people couldn't look at him; it was so bright. Mm-hmm. So he wore a veil. Okay. Well, after a while, the shine went away. But he still wore the veil to to show people that he was still spiritual. He wouldn't know the. Yeah, they didn't want to see that yeah. it left. So, you know, this is where you can see even in the scriptures that people wanted to keep doing the same thing. When God does something, then we want to keep reproducing it. You know, I've seen a lot of it. Like, well, this this is a healer, you know, and he, he does the healing thing a certain way. and uh, So everybody's got to copy it. Well, God doesn't want you to copy it. If you if God's going to use you to heal somebody, it's going to be whatever, whenever, however. You don't have to go up and and stand on your head to to get healed. You know, because just because one person did it doesn't mean that everybody's got to do it. But God's going to minister to each person individually because I believe God heals and I know He does because He's done it multiple times in my life. Okay. But
2: is it wrong for someone to want to be the one? What you got? Is it wrong for a person to try to Im- imitate you?
3: Imitation is the purest form of flattery. Okay? In other words, it, it's flattering to you because it's like they respect you and want to do it like you do it. But the point is, is why don't we want to do it the way God wants to do it? Not the way that man does something this one time. A lot of churches were established and founded because God did a mighty move in this The first pastor. And he did it a certain way because God told him to do it that way. Then they keep doing it for years and years and years, and it becomes a tradition. Nobody even knows why they do it. But they think they have to do it this way because God did it that one way, that one time, for that one church.
1: And think about this. If we truly wanted to say, I want to be. Like the first century church, guess what? There wouldn't be church buildings. We'd hmm. be meeting in homes, in caves, in gardens, wherever we could meet because the first century church, you know, the the original church did not have walls. It was not a building.
3: As a matter of fact, they worshiped every day. They had service every day in somebody's home according to the word. So they went from house to house preaching the Word. Okay? So it wasn't big congregations, but they would just go and minister the Word from house to house, breaking bread with one another.
1: And it wasn't just three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night.
3: Yeah, it was seven days a week. Well,
2: you know, when I first met y'all, and I I miss it, we had the best time to go. Just me, Gene, you know, Mm -hmm this little group and we had the best time together mm-hmm. sometimes it would be 11, 12 o'clock before we know it's late but we do not want to quit we, we, that's how much we enjoy fellowship with mm-hmm. each other you
4: know yeah
3: now it's hard to get people to stay 15 minutes late just to fellowship Well, I gotta get out of here you know okay I did my time let me out of here
4: yeah, cause okay. aside, you had
2: to go to work but you continue to fellowship
3: but.
1: Well, and then there's also those, quote-unquote, fellowships, where we're gonna have fellowship after service. You go and head back to wherever the fellowship is supposed to be. They hand you a plate of food and said, "Have a good day." Send you home. <laughs> yeah. Where's the fellowship?
3: The plates are already made up, covered in foil. You walk up there where they have it in one of those clamshells and say, like, "Here you go. Here's that. Here's here's a soda or water. Now have a good day." And, He's
4: church. Yeah.
3: I said, and that's fellowship. I was like, no, that's not fellowship. That's handing out food. Okay. But, you know, we we can see that things have changed so much, you know, that they people don't understand what fellowship is. They're actually sitting down, talking with one another, getting to know one another. Breaking uh, bread. Breaking bread. That's all fellowship. Yeah, come on, girl.
2: You make us pallets, you know, in the church. A live on but they finished fellowship.
3: You don't do that no more. Well, it's not that we don't do it anymore. It's not. It's not done as as much as it used to, but there are still churches out there that do. They do, do it. it. You're right. Okay. To to label all churches as bad is is wrong because they're not. Uh, but you know what? If we have if we get trained to see this as fellowship, or you know what's worship people don't know the difference between worship and praise it's like they don't have a clue what the difference is and it's really two different things that is talked about in the scripture it is because worship is honoring god for who he is praise is thanking for things he's done praise in him, yeah. okay so when they say we're in we're going into worship and then they're singing praise songs it's like well no this is not worship this is praise okay you know, because do you really know how to worship God? When I tell people, I say, like, hey, you know, do you know how to worship? Yeah, we have a service every day, every Sunday, you know. You know, we have the band that's up there and they play all this music. And I was like, Okay, you don't have an idea about worship. Okay. So you're missing it. You're missing the blessing of the worship because God wants us to worship him. Not sing, you know, to feel good about ourselves. You know, have praise is fine. You know, he he likes being praised. You know, to sing songs about how God, good God, is, and all these things like this. Um, you know, you know, he he saved. You know, saved the children of Israel. You know, all these things. There's, there's a good time of praise, but worship gets down to some serious from the heart. You
2: act one on one when you worship yeah. you Yeah. Know.
3: That you're, you're honoring him who he is. Right. You're and, respecting him who he is.
1: And you know, it's hard to not worship God. And guess what? That's our first song, To Not Worship You by Matthew West. And we will be right back.
6: i'm losing sight of all that matters blinded by questions i can't answer i'm paralyzed by what i don't know doubt holds me hostage and won't let go breathe out breathe in raise my
0: hands
6: and
0: remember Gods will not shine unless you tell them to
6: Cause I still feel so undeserving What could you see in someone like My hope, my strength
5: Called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021 or go ahead and give us a call at 682 319 6624. That's 682 319 6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes.
1: All right, and welcome back. That was matthew West is to not worship you, and i just i couldn 't imagine a day going by without being able to worship god
3: yeah it's it 's really sad when it's, people think of going to church as a as a chore, and it 's like oh, i don 't want to get up i don 't Oh, it's drizzling outside. I don't want to drive there.
1: It'll mess up my hair. And it's like,
3: I don't want to get dressed. I, it's like, you're not going there to, to to do what? You're going there to worship God.
2: The number one thing, I'm not going because you're not going. Okay, so. you
3: explain that to God. Well, why you didn't go to church they didn't go?
1: But if you're wanting to join in our conversation, we'd love to hear from you. That phone number is 214-431. Five zero three two. I'm also on Facebook, where I'm monitoring the chat. So, give us some feedback on what do you think about this?
3: You know, I mean, what what is it that you know? Have you gotten where you sat down and just read the Bible to find out who God is? You know, this is the whole thing. This is worship. You know, one thing that, that you know. When I first became a Christian, I said I got to find out who this God is. You know, I would ask people, and they'd give me all kinds of answers. (laughs) Yep. And I was like, and so I was getting really confused because this one says, "Oh, that person don't know what they're talking about." Oh, they're not in my denomination, or this is out of this, and our denomination believes this. And I was like, "But who is God?" You know. And so, what I finally had to do is like, okay. God, I'm so confused. And confusion is of the devil. If if I'm confused, it's because the devil's confusing me about not learning a truth. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna find out. So I said I'm gonna throw away everything everybody told me. So I'm just gonna go back to the Bible and read for myself. And then I'll weigh what the people tell me based on the scriptures. And so I s you know, I'd go in there and I'd just start reading and just to find out about the character of God, you know, what is He like? What does He don't like? You know, if I'm going to serve this God, I kind of want to know, you know, what pleases Him and what He doesn't like. You know, what is sin? What is not sin? You know, some things people call sin isn't sin. Okay, and so, you know, it's just it's they did something morally wrong. Well, God didn't say it was a sin, but in this culture, it's wrong. Okay, well, no, Well, that's not a sin, okay? Because sin is something that, you know, is missing the mark of what God said, set as a mark, not man. So, you know, and, and so I learned a lot. I learned a lot that way. And I encourage you, you say, get into the Word and find out yourself. How much do you really want to know who God is? When I met my, When I met my wife back in high school, uh you know i tried to ask you know around to find out does she like you know what's you know, what's the stem, some of the things she likes don't like things like this um because i wanted to know how i could do things to please her not to hurt her and so i wanted to do the same thing with god so we need to take that time well i ain't got time to sit around and read the bible well then, you you don't have time to to want to know him, you know. If you're going to spend eternity with him, don't you think you'd want to know a little bit more about him, other than what somebody will preach at you about? Because you can learn a whole lot more than what any any preacher can give you. So I mean, it's just it's just some things to think about. I mean, I'm not going to you know, I'm just going to sit around and if I'm going to wait for somebody to tell me about. My wife, you know, or when I was dating her well i'm going to wait for people to tell me how she really is and not take the time to be with her to get to know who she is, what she really likes, you know things like this, you know I can take that, but they only know a little bit. Get it straight from the person God'll talk to you,
1: yeah, he does
3: i mean i mean i was only I only knew the Lord a week and When I started looking in the Bible, it's like, and God spoke too. And God spoke too. I said, well, God, why aren't you speaking to me?
1: And he says, why aren't you listening?
3: (laughs) Basically, it's like, I want to hear your voice. And so, well, you know, the Holy Spirit, I could, you know, know, started talking to me in a a voice that I could understand. Uh, It's like, oh, okay, not a problem. Because when I ask God a question, he answers me. If he doesn't answer. I wonder, okay, God, what's going on? What's uh, you normally tell me? What's going on here? Uh, sometimes he tells me it's not my none of my business yet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just talk to him straight up. I'm mad at him, my oh, God, I don't like what you're doing. You know, tell me why you're doing this. Oh, you're blaspheming God. No, I'm not blaspheming God at all. I don't know, I'm upset. He already knows I'm upset. So, why would I lie to him and try to fake myself? And say, oh, well, God, I just honor you. And it's like, but I don't like what you did. You know, it upsets me. Well, God wants us to be real. You
1: know. And let's face it, He's real with us. Yeah. He'll talk to us, and there are times He tells us things we may not like in no uncertain terms, and but what, they're things we have to know. Yeah.
3: And what's really nice about it is that he he talks to us in the way we understand. So he may talk to me in a different way than he may talk to somebody else. So he may not use the same type of language or whatever. Just like sometimes, I mean, I've got to talk to different people a different way because they won't receive it one way, but they'll receive it another way. Mm-hmm. And God understands where we're at. And, I mean, when I read in the Scriptures that um, when Mary questioned the Spirit, you know, when uh, at the time that...
1: When he told her that she was going to yeah. be a mother, and how can that be when I've known not right. a man?
3: And yet when Zachariah questioned the Spirit in the temple about John the Baptist, he said, you know, he questioned him questioned about uh, the, yeah, name. the name, they rebuked him.
1: Okay. And he was mute.
3: And he was mute until the day of his birth. And that's when he spoke the name. Okay. So I said, well, how can this be? Both of them were they didn't know. And so they they addressed God in different manners. But we got to understand he was in the temple. It's like, well, he was just saying, well, his name will be John. Well, I don't understand. Well, it's really simple. This one's a simple case of okay, that's what it's going to be, all right. And but then when Mary asks, it's like, well, how could this be? Well, she didn't understand because it's like that's impossible to her understanding. So, you know, it just depends on what her heart's attitude is. You know, if God's going to, you know, I always say tell people, I always tell people, tell God the way you are. You know, the way you feel. If you're mad, you're sad, you're glad, he he already knows. And why don't you just say, well, you know, God, I just don't feel like talking to you. Oh, oh, that's you can't tell God that. Yeah, you can. This is the way you feel. Now God can minister to you.
1: Well, and I know there were a few, it was a few weeks back that it was when you don't want to do something, and you can tell God, you don't want to do this. And he'll let it go for a little bit because, well, he knows you got to get through certain things. But then all of a sudden I said, I'm not going to do something. Not that I don't want to. It's like, I'm not. And I had a few weeks back where I did not, and I'm sorry, this isn't against anybody that listens or watches the show. I did not want to come to the studio. I was having a bad day, it has been a rough week and like I told Roger, I said, I just didn't feel like trying to force a smile on my face. We've all had those kind of days Mm -hmm. and I did not want to, but that was the day that God made it where I had to come. And it was kind of in to me, he says, "You're going," and it was almost like he was laughing at me, because here I am telling him what I'm not going to do, and he says, "Oh, yes, you are."
3: Well, and the thing is, is when we're obedient, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit can come and change our day, change our attitude. You know, get, help us to find the joy that we're missing. I mean, there's just so many things there. But, you know, as as Andre was saying, it's like, who are we? Who are we in Christ? You know, first got to understand who God is, and then we got to understand who God says we are.
4: Okay.
1: Well, Not, just, just you know. before the show, I was looking through Facebook, getting our page pulled up, and our oldest daughter had put a post on Facebook, and... The gist of it is, I don't remember the whole thing, the words of all of it, but what would we see if we could see ourselves through other people's eyes? And I'm like, okay. And my sister replied and said, we are basically our own worst critics, but if we were to look through somebody else's eyes, we'll see how much were actually appreciated and then I got to thinking it's like what would we see if we looked through God's eyes at us would we be as bad as we pick ourselves to death about or would we just see God's love for us
3: yeah we have to understand I mean it's so true because people say well, how do I know if I'm saved? I said, other people see it in you. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I know? Well, what, have you asked God? You know, because there's times that, you know, I got ridiculed at church for voting the wrong way in a, in a meeting. Uh, well, I, I wasn't, you know, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Every, you see, everybody else voted yes, you voted no. Uh, it's like, well, that's not what God's putting on my heart. Well, see, you're you're just not hearing from God. So I went home and I cried and said, God, well, if I'm not hearing from you, tell me so I can go and apologize. But I didn't get that sense from the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden it felt like oil was being poured over my head. He says, You have done nothing wrong. You were obedient to what I told you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay.
1: And, and then about six months later, it's like something happened. and It's like, okay, now who was in disobedience or who was not spiritual? Because everything that they had voted on had fallen apart.
3: Yeah, well, they were trying to vote for a new youth pastor to come in. And they wanted to bring him, because we were in Germany at the time, and they wanted to bring him from all the way from the United States. And it's like, which they had good credentials, but God says no. Right there's a couple right there that I've already anointed, and they, you know, they can do it, and they're right here.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And so that's what I shared with them. They told me I was wrong. They shipped this guy in, found out they were having marital problems. They didn't even they didn't even minister to the kids for six months, and then they sent him home. But I was the one that was wrong, and I was like, okay. Then God just showed me. He lifted me up and said, "Look, see, you did nothing wrong." Sometimes you have to stand up for what the Holy Spirit's showing you to do or not do. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, it's like I went before God. Now, if I was wrong, I would go go back and stand before the church and say, "Look, I was wrong." You know, God showed me that you know what you what what's going on here is is from Him. But uh, you know. Don't be afraid to go go before God. He He wants to tell you who you are and, and what how He sees you. And really, how He sees you should be the only thing you worry about, not what other people think about you. Because there's people out there that are doing worse things than you, and they try to be more spiritual and try to put you down so it makes them look better. So, you know, you got to really weigh this because when you go back and... Read in in Psalms and Proverbs it talks about, you know, these people that come in with lofty words and things like this. So stay away from those type of people. Okay. People will come in to be fakes. And uh the same church that I was talking about in Germany, there was a guy that came in, he acted really spiritual. You know, oh this he knows this, he knew that, and blah blah blah. God says, No, he's not who he says he is. And he came over to me and he says, "Watch, in two months, I'll be the head over this over here." And I was like, "Okay, well, yeah." Within two months, he was. But he was also, he was into witchcraft, okay. And God showed me that this was not right. Um, and he he about destroyed the church, bringing in all this controversy and stuff. But the rest of the church saw him as this great spiritual leader, putting him into positions of authority. They didn't even know who he was. Okay. So just because people walk in with credentials doesn't mean that they're they're all good. But this is where we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You know. I mean, I ministered to one man, and he was actually a Wiccan high priest. For those people who don't know what Wiccans are, they're uh they worship tree gods uh things like this but there you know, he, he was a high priest, and he was responsible for destroying seven churches, personally responsible for it. He would go in, cause controversy uh things like this, and cause church to close and uh so I had a chance to minister to this guy, which he then eventually gave his life to the Lord. Uh, thanks to the, the power of the Holy Spirit. But we can see that there's people that they just want to go in and destroy. But we got to know who we are. We've got to know who God wants us to be. And say, hey, you know, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, worships God. And so we have to understand this. It's like it's not what... It's not because somebody says the right things, dresses the right way, or acts a certain way. You know, it's it, are they filled with the Holy Spirit? Are they humble? Are they you know the Bible talks about being meek? Uh, you know, are we these things? You know, most of them are so arrogant that I like, uh, you know that right there shut me down really quick. You know. Mm-hmm. I've had people say, "Well, I want to come to your church and, and lead your music because I can do this and I can do that." And I said, "Okay." So, and I need, I want $100 a hundred uh, dollars a service, uh, and blah blah blah. And I said, "No." I said, first off, you aren't going to change this church. Only God's going to change this church." Two, why are you charging me for some, for worshiping God? Why don't you do that for free?
1: You Because know. leading worship should be not only a ministry, but a gift of passion for God. And I
3: understand. Some of them is, is their way of making a living. But the point being, his arrogance said to me that he's, <coughs> he's put in his uh, job first, <coughs> not as a ministry before God. And so, you know, and... So I told him I didn't I didn't want to service. He got mad, cussed me out. I mean, cussed me out. That's like, well, that already shows me something right there. If you're truly a Christian, you wouldn't be cussing me. I'd just go on because you know that God's got something else better for you. <coughs> but you know, but who are we in God? See, these are, these are things people say. Well, the pastor has this kind of no. This is everybody has the Holy Spirit in us. And we can detect wrong. We can detect evil. Mm-hmm. If we have a close relationship with Jesus and when the Holy Spirit's in charge, He's going to let us know that these people aren't right. You know. Then you've got people that are just coming up to know Christ. They they don't have a clue. And, and they're making all kinds of mistakes. So they make mistakes. Help, help them get through it. Show them it's wrong, let them repent, and let's just go on serving the Lord.
1: And that's how we all learn. Yep. You have to make the mistakes to learn what's right.
3: Yeah. So you need just little things like that is just um, that we need to take a look at. But I'm trying uh, to share some things with you because, you know, if, if you've been going to church and you're just like, this is just not right for me, well, then get out of there. You know, nobody says you have to stay in that church building or that denomination. You know, and some people are going to leave because you touched on that, you know, they're a sinner. Okay, well, let them go. God will bring the people in that needs to be part of that body. And we don't have to, you know, pat somebody on the back or, you know, to get them to stay because they bring in money to the church. It's like, You know, uh, poor people give more than rich people do.
1: That's true. And I know that when we did have a church building, we had a family that came in and they gave regularly and they gave a good amount. But every opportunity, oh, well, we need to do things this way. And then came the threat of, And if you don't change it to this, we're going to take our money and leave. And it's like, goodbye. (laughs) You know, this is not what God wants us to do. God doesn't need your money. That's right. We as a body of believers in in a small congregation, yeah, we could use the money. But if you're not here to give it, okay, somebody else will. God will take care of our needs. Yeah. They didn't like that very much. But
3: well, you know, there's a there's a lot of people that play that role. You know, well, if I give you this money, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And it's like, no, sorry, you know, I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit, not by investors.
1: And I think. Probably the best piece, piece of advice that we ever got, especially early on in our Christian walk, was you know, when you were talking with this pastor and saying you, you were wanting to go into the ministry, he says, don't ever let the church give you a salary. He says, because then you're not in control. They're not letting God be in control. They're in control because they control the purse strings. And ever since then, it's like we've never ministered in a church where we didn't have an actual income as it would be, you know, some people have called it, the tent-making pastor. Mm-hmm. You have your income from another another source other than just the church.
3: So. Well, I mean, it's just, it just it discovers bases there to keep people from from ruling, and it may, and really, if somebody's paying your paycheck, you feel obligated mm-hmm. because they're paying your paycheck to do what they want. You see that in work. You know, I get a paycheck because I go to work and do what they tell me to do, and so that attitude gets moved over into the church. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if we pay a pastor, he's going to do what we tell him to do. Well, no, that's not the point. You're giving your money to God, and God's going to put it wherever he wants.
1: Exactly.
3: So, you know, but, you know, like I said, when, you know, what Andre brought up, it's like, you know, who are we in Christ? And so, I mean, these are just little things here that, you know, If you've been troubled by these things, you've seen these things. Well, how do I fix it? Well, it comes from you inside. You've got to fix you. Mm -hmm. Okay, you—you and God is the only two that can fix what you're going through. I can't fix
1: it. So, next time, don't tell me to fix it, dear. (laughs) Because I'm gonna look at you and say, tell God to fix it. So. And that's kind of a running joke every time something breaks, whether it's real or whether it's something on TV or whatever. He goes, You're the fix it lady. Fix it. Fix it. Well, now it's like, I'm not the fix it lady. Take it to God. Let God fix it. <laughs> so,
3: but uh, we just want, were wanting to encourage you and, and let you know that you do have a freedom to do, to take, you know. And find the place God wants you to be. It may not be the most comfortable place. It, they may tell you the truth, and the truth's going to hurt. But they they care enough about you to say, "Hey, this is wrong." Mm-hmm. But they do it in love, not in a tear down type situation. You know, because you know there's a lot of people. They have certain standards that if you don't meet this standard, you can't be part of our church because you're not good enough. And it's like, well, there ain't nobody good enough to be in church, you know, because most of the people that are quote call themselves good enough, it's got more sin than the people out there say, woe is me as a sinner. Because look at the Pharisees, you know, Pharisees stand up and say, yo, I'm just glad I'm not like this Samaritan. And the Samaritan just stands there before God and says, woe to me. With his head
4: bowed.
3: You know, it's like, woe is me as sinner forgive me. Well, who got blessed? The man who sat, stood there and said, woe is me. Not that I'm better than he is. Because that's, that's not true. He's not better. He's in the same boat. But one's getting forgiven the other is not.
1: One knows he ha- he has a need for forgiveness. He's, he may not be perfect, but he knows how to become perfect. In God's eyes, not in man's eyes. Exactly. And because of that, we know that that's the greatness of God and that's our next song. The greatness of our God and we will be right back.
0: From the dawn of creation the world has been crying out for hope, for a hero to save us. We long for the supernatural, but there is only one God who can save the day. So clear the stage, prepare the way, cause heaven and earth are singing, glory, hallelujah. Let the whole world see the
5: based bakery called grace's sweet treats we can supply all your baked needs from cakes to cookies and more dietary restrictions or allergies no problem check us out on facebook or instagram at grace's sweet treats 2021 or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624 that's 682-319-6624 a portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes Right and welcome back.
1: That was The Greatness of Our God by Newsboys, and he is so great. And we've got some great things that are going to be coming up. And if you'd like to join our conversation, please give us a call at 214 Or if you're on Facebook Live, I am monitoring the chat. So we'll let Roger go ahead and give the announcements again about what's coming up.
3: Yep. Now it's October 14th. For those that that didn't hear it earlier, October 14th. October 14th. October 14th. Got it now? That's October 14th.
1: What what day was that again?
3: Uh, I think it's October 14th. (laughs) Okay. Get that in your head. October 14th, we're going to have God's Family Reunion and Hip Hop Concert on that date. It's going to be at uh, Rocket Baptist Church. In Red Oak, Texas. And so for those of you in that area, Waxahachie, those areas down there, Um, you know, this is going to be down there. uh, You can get more information on address and things like this uh, when you give Andre a call at...
2: Area code 682-319-4846. That's 682-319-4846.
3: All right. And so, yeah, we're going to be having uh, God's Family Reunion. It's a big picnic, so to kind of let you know what it is. It's not a, uh, it's not a preaching event.
1: You don't have to wear a suit. Yeah, you don't have to
3: wear a suit or any you know, high heels. or that's Just to be comfortable. It's going to be outside. We're going to have free food. We're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, brisket, uh, some desserts, and things like this. The kids are going to – got all kinds of things planned for the kids. Baseball, sack uh, right.
2: race, yeah. volleyball.
3: They, I mean, Man. they've got a ton of things for the kids to do, and you know, even the adults can participate. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we have a barber that's gonna come out yes. and give free haircuts to children uh, twelve years and under, so they get a free haircut. So uh, you're gonna be out there doing that. Um, I don't. What's the what's the name of the barber shop? Do you remember?
2: You would ask me
3: that. Okay, uh. we'll get more information on <laughs> in that because we want to make sure that he gets announced on <laughs> on the air of who he is and where he's at. Uh, we we you know Andre talked to him as somebody he knows, and so he's we'll get ball we'll ball. get we'll get more information and let you know who he is because I mean he's really gonna really nice to come out and do that. Now, if adults want haircuts, he can do it. He'll do it at a straight for you, but um, $10. but for, but uh, the kids. You know, there will he wants to do that free for them. Okay. So, you know, and then we're gonna have some singers, uh we got one guy that uh he he writes his own music that's gonna be out there. He's not he's not a uh popular person. Yeah. Uh but uh, he's gonna be, you know, he hasn't he hasn't I guess a name right now. How however you put that. Yeah. He's not famous yet. Oh, that's it. Famous, famous, yeah. His he music just... is good. I've I've heard his songs. Oh, the man got. And yes. he, he's he's very talented. So we'll get we're going to make sure we get those and put his name out there for you that maybe you want to contact him on Facebook or something or you know, to support him in his ministry. But anyway, uh so this is what's we're going to be happening. It's for from 4 to 7. Starting at 7:30, we got two uh, Christian Rappers that's going to be over there and uh, it's going to get done around 9, 9.30 so you can make a nice day of it and uh, that's free as well so God, excuse
2: me uh, Pastor said, if those that want to be a part of the show you need to contact a week ahead of time and talk to Roger or me at area code six eight two three one nine four eight four six if you want uh, something that you wanna uh, share with the reunion and I support.
3: So Okay, yeah. And like I said, we're you know, this is gonna be the fourteenth of October. It's right now the fifteenth of September, it's a month away. Okay. We are still looking for people that if they wanna come in and get a spot, set up a little table or whatever there. Well, you can do that. Uh, we'll just need to get a hold of, of Andre, and we'll tell you how you can do that. And uh, any proceeds, if people want to, to donate, you know, all the donations are going towards uh, their food bank to, to help the community. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to say, hey, yeah, you know, I want to help support this, uh, there will be a box out there that you can donate. Yeah, um, he
2: he already okay. He's excited about that. Yeah. And it's a... You got some canned goods in the cabinet. You want to bring, bring them. Yeah. We have, like you said, we have a box out there, yeah. and yeah, they it's to help it. their ministry because they found it hard to give what they can. But they, Look like we all, we all need help,
3: right? And so you know, you can you can do that canned goods, something like that, or if you just want to donate some cash so they can go buy the stuff they need, you can do that. Build a box for that. Too. <clears throat> but that won't be anything for us. That's going all to that to that right there. Uh, we 're just going to go out uh and uh have god 's family reunion out there to bring christ- the body of Christ together for a good time and uh so um, if you 've got some singers that want to come out and, and donate a few songs or whatever yeah no. you know, so you know all this is is good if not we you know we will still have a good time still have fun and but we want as many people as can come out and be part of that.
1: And this is our second God's Family yep. Reunion. We learned a lot from the first one. Boy, did we. <laughs> and hopefully we'll learn a lot more from this one. Yep.
3: So, uh, and then just uh, one more announcement. And it's a couple months away, So, but we are going to be celebrating our 150th show. Yay. December 1st. Uh, It's a real mile marker for us. Uh, We've been doing this for going on a little over three years. Um, Well, going on three years right now. Um,
1: We haven't hit the three-year mark, not until the first. Uh, Not until November.
3: November. Yep. So, but we are going to be celebrating and having a, we're going to have a special show that night uh, on December 1st, and we'll give you more information about that and, uh, uh, so, we're going to have cake and stuff here at the studio. And uh, so, if you wanted to come by the studio that day uh, and take part of that, you can.
2: I do autographs.
3: This thing. Okay, you do autographs? Yeah, do. So, who do you sign for? <laughs> can you sign my autograph? Yeah, I do that. For you. Oh, you just do autographs, okay. So, anybody yeah. say, hey, can you do my autograph?
2: Yeah, you sign it. Okay. Works for me. I'll be the one in the suit, the five hundred dollars suit.
3: Oh, okay. So.
1: Are Are you going to sign checks from your bank account to give to people, like me?
2: Next subject. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, anyway, just kind of give you a heads up of a few things that are going to be going on here in the near future. Uh, so, but we want you to be part of our celebrating because that's a pretty big milestone. Uh, 150 shows, uh, over three years. So you know we've we've hung in there. We've been trying to bring you mm-hmm. as much encouragement as we can. Try to enlighten you in some things that maybe you don't know. But to and
1: for those who have followed us through this whole time, you know we've had some really good shows, some really duds. Hey, and we're still learning. Maybe one it.
2: or two duds, but not many. So. But
3: we know we thank you for all the listeners and all the people who watch us on Facebook and things like this. We appreciate that uh, you you take the time to to hear us. Hopefully we've blessed you. Please, if you can, uh, send us some information of how we've we've blessed you that we can put that on the air and say, Hey, you know, this is so the words that are going out is is ministering to people.
1: You can also like and share the... Programs.
3: Yeah, like and, and share on, on Facebook. You can like and share. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We're also on TikTok. So,
1: and YouTube. You know,
3: and YouTube.
2: And if you have something you want to talk about or some suggestions to help boost the show, there's no wrong answers, but keep it respectful. And if you have some ideas or something that you want to be a part of, well we arrive in radio, call us.
3: Yep. So you know, we we're just uh we're gonna continue to grow, continue to learn. People that's got some things for us to share with us that might help us, yeah. You know, let us know. You know, it's like, hey, uh we we just started about a month ago. We've been uh for those that are on Facebook We've been doing music videos, not just the music. I know that those who you just listen to on the radio, you get you get the pleasure of hitting, hearing all the songs. Um, and, but on Facebook, you kind of had to watch this dead screen. So it's like, well, we fixed that up, and uh, and so if you like that, let us know. If it's if it's like nah, it's boring or it's not it's not doing anything for me, let me know. Let us know. Um, we're trying to do more and more to you know, help you, encourage you, and not bore you to death. <laughs> okay. So let us know. Please let us know. Okay. So that's kind of long announcements, but so what next?
2: Well my Roger, you asked me something during our break I want to share it with you.
4: Okay.
3: Go ahead and share.
2: He asked me, who are you in Christ? And like you said, some people if they answer too quick, they're not really serious. They're just trying to sound good. But if you step back and see, am I where I need to be with God? Am I need am I doing what it takes to be and God is pleased with, you won't be satisfied. Well, I mean you'd be kinda of upset if you really examine yourself. Because we all think words or oh, I did this, or oh, I said this prayer. Again, it goes back to one thing: where's your heart?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Where's your heart? Yeah, it was, and you know, and sometimes when people ask you a question, you know, who are you? Yeah, and not put in Christ on the end, and it's like, well, they get offended. Well, it's like well, you know, what are you wanting? You know, I can talk for days about who I am. You know, I'm a son, I'm a father, I'm I'm a pastor, I am a brother, I'm a sister you know, I'm not a sister. <laughs> uh, You're not a sister.
4: Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something? No. It was, it was but
3: it's like there's a lot of things I can say I am. <laughs> and you know, and that it's it's like what do you really want to know? And a lot of times when people are asking that question, that's like I just ask them back when they ask. It's like, well, what do you believe? That's one of the main ones, especially being a pastor. People are coming up, well, you know, I'm thinking about joining your church. I said, okay, you're thinking about it. You're not led. Okay, go ahead. And it's like, well, um, what do you believe? I said, do you have hours and hours and hours? (laughs) What is it you really want to know? You know, ask me the questions you want to know, not make a blanket statement like that, because you're, what you're trying to do, it, it's I'm not understanding what you're wanting. I mean, I can start off and, you know, I, I believe the sun comes up every morning. I believe the sun goes down every night. I believe there's stars out there. I believe that there's a moon out there. I believe there's cars. I, you know, I can, I believe there's air. So, you know, what is it you want to know? And... So, you know, they're trying to find, they want you to figure out what they want to hear. It's like, I don't want to figure out what you want to hear. Tell me what you want to hear. What is it you want to know, I'll tell you. You know, like, who are you? Okay, why? What is it you really want to know? Okay. Because I'm secure in what I understand and I believe. But when if I'm not secure, then I'm going to try to to say the things that I think is going to impress them. Okay, because that's the only reason why somebody would ask that question usually. But it's like, but if we look at it spiritually, it's like, well, who am I? You know, it's like, am I really who I pretend to be?
2: What you just said it means, I mean. I'm not gonna name the church or the person, but when these mega churches open up and you and you got people going there, you can tell where their heart is. I belong to so and so church. I I see so and so but you never hear mention God in that. Yeah. They talk about how big the church is and well you ever met the pastor? No. But I'm a part of I give up man that church really growing. But what is he, where are you growing? Mm-hmm. What growth are you doing? Mm-hmm. But they—they excited to tell you they go to that church, yeah, and stand up for that church, and they're gonna defend that pastor, and you go tell that pastor well, that person defended you. Who? I don't know him.
3: <laughs> you know the biggest thing I see when I go to churches. I—I mean, I go in there. I go to visit churches, and it's like, oh, you're a pastor. Oh, well, let me take you up and introduce you to the pastor. First thing they say. Okay. Uh, do you do this with everybody, or just because you found out I'm a pastor? <coughs> I go up there and it's like, oh, this guy here is, this is Pastor Roger and this is Pastor So and So, and I was like, and we're both looking at each other, said, okay, and, <laughs> hello, how are you doing?
2: Sit right here, brother.
3: It's like, and most of the times it's like, okay, so you want a position of honor? It's like. You know, people, well, when they find out that I'm a pastor and then I'm sitting back here with my wife and, you know, three or four rows back and uh, and they say, well, the pastor wants you to come up and sit up front. Can my wife come up there? Hmm. No. Well, then I ain't going up there. I said, I want to sit with my wife. Well, this is a position of honor. You need to go up there. And it's like, well, thank you for the position of honor. I respect that as you're doing that to honor me thank you but i want to sit with my wife well i offended some pastors because i wouldn't go up there well i'm sorry but i enjoy sitting next to my wife
1: and he was honoring me by staying with me amen so
3: it's like you know it's just traditions and it's like okay i mean i've actually had two ushers come there and say the pastor wants you up front i don't want to go up there no you're coming up front (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm being held up for ransom or something, you know? Okay, and they walk on one on each side of me, like, okay, I'm a prisoner of war. Okay, you know, go up there and you go, it's like, well, you sit right here. It's like, okay, am I in the in the bad boy seat? You know, as far as my dunce cap, you know. Um, but you know, there's their traditions, and so I try to respect as many pastor traditions <coughs> as I can. <coughs> uh but you know the thing is is i you know I, I enjoy sitting with my wife you know we're we're a team so you know you know i don't like th- i don't like the idea that just because i have a title my wife is being disrespected by sitting out here and i have Finger to sit out. up here yeah. and it's was like nah, i don't like that but you know that's the way some people are but for me no, God says we're a team. God put me and her together to do this ministry. If I'm a pastor, she's a pastor, you know, because she is she is my helpmate. She needs to be respected just as much as you try to respect me because of a title. That's why I don't like using my title. I like to be able to just say, "Hey, I'm Brother Roger. I'm cool." You know, where are you from? Okay. But then, when they find out, it's like, okay, you know, you're a pastor. It's like, oh, now you get treated differently. So, I
2: got another question for you for the panel. Anybody out there.
3: Oh, we got a big panel. <laughs> we got a big panel. Okay, yeah, quiet on the set. I thought he said paddle. Oh, well, I knew I was in trouble then. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> can someone tell you where you are with Christ? Can uh, an individual come and tell you? Well, they think that you are with Christ or you should
3: be with Christ. Could you
2: accept that? The
3: thing is, is you have to look at some things. It's like, if... Depends on what they're they're saying and how they're saying it. You know, are they questioning you where you are with Christ? Are they saying, hey, I see Christ in you? Okay? Because there's a judgment and then there's there's a testimony of of what they see. So... If somebody comes up and, and, you know, says, I see God in you, it's like, well, thank you. Um, you know,
4: you, yeah, you can receive happens.
3: that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if they're coming up and says, are you really saved? It's like, I didn't hear you
2: speak in tongues, so,
3: yeah. So now they're questioning where you are, you know. And so, you know, then it's like, okay, well, you can you can share with them or something like that but it's like you know it, there's just so many ways that question can be asked in you know, different tones of voice it can be offensive too and it's like well
1: and if somebody comes up to you and they tell you what where they think you are okay or where they think you should, should be right they can tell you this they have the right to tell you this but you have the right to say, "Well, let me pray about that." Because I'm not sure I agree with what you're saying.
2: Okay, and, and A good some, response.
3: And also, it's like, well, God hasn't told me that. You know, normally, if, if God's sending another person, it's to confirm something He's already trying to show you. Mm-hmm. So it would it would it would resonate in your spirit. It's like, okay, you know, God's been trying to tell me this. And somebody now coming up that I don't know is telling me, it's like, okay, God, you're trying to use this as a confirmation. I mean, I've seen people get up there and say, well, you're going to be the next president of the United States. And so prepare yourself.
1: If he he is, there's going to be a divorce in this household. (laughs) No, but I I
2: mean,
3: (laughs) the thing is, is they're telling five year olds and six year olds this. Well, now you planted in their head that this is what they're supposed to be, regardless how to get there. Yep. Okay, and it's like, well, you know, is is this really a testimony or, or really a prophecy, or is this just something they feel, you know, Obligated they should say something? And and that's where you, we've got to wor- watch the word of prophecy a little bit, because anybody can get up and say anything. But it, it's got you. You know, you got to be seeking the Holy Spirit while they're talking to you, because if somebody comes up and says, "Well, I got a word of the Lord, for, a word from the Lord," it's like, "Okay, is that the Holy Spirit, show me." And if they tell me, and I'm, and I'm, uh, no, this isn't from the Lord,
4: but then then I'm not going to
3: receive it. Yeah, but a true confirmation,
2: is like I said, when it comes to people you don't even know, but they're saying what you had talked to God about, and He relates to you. Do him because i had that happen like the first time you know me but that's what i just prayed about
3: and then you know that's a confirmation from the lord that he's trying to to show you that he's in this and you know that what he's shown you before now it's being confirmed okay right? so that that's all good i mean i had somebody come up and he says yeah you're going to be uh you're going to be a great uh professor in a a christian college with all the knowledge that you have of the scriptures i was like really (laughs) i said god didn't show me anything about being a professor in a college that you got to have a degree for (laughs) you know i don't have any degrees okay so a college would not take me in as a professor without some credentials but yet oh yeah god's going to anoint you to do that it's like okay. I don't see how, but if he does, that's fine. But I said, God, you gotta have to confirm this to me. Because I need to prepare myself. You know. If you're gonna use me this direction, I need to prepare myself. And people don't understand that when God calls you, it's now you've got to prepare yourself for what he's ready to use you for.
2: Well oh, he, oh, he can use you. Well he can.
3: But the point is, is yeah. he knows that he's got to prepare us. You know, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to have everything right, because he never calls the the perfect. He calls the ones that have problems.
2: Because <laughs> I shared it with you a couple weeks ago, I
3: was,
2: I, I always laying in the bed watching TV. Praise me on your knees. Mm-hmm. Man I got bad knees I'm sure it's been Okay Why is everything All of a sudden Going alright Why is everything Why I can't sleep now a Simple word again Praise me on your knees But when I done that My wife After we done Things start opening up God like Now I can Talk to you I can minister to you It's not God The Holy Spirit Wants to do a ministry Mm-hmm. To you It can't If you're not Submitted And Open People say We If I want the, If I want him to teach me something But I'm being hard-headed Not showing up Which I have <laughs> to you, you for example But and, he, and God won't teach him Lord I can't He never have time He's got more reasons Not to want to learn And then Two weeks down the line, Roger man, you I thought you were gonna help me. First thing he say, he can help you. Mm-hmm. I try. I try. And and it gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. I mean, Lord every time you tell me to tell him something, he's busy. Well well, is he? We're mm-hmm. under in the hospital. Not go minister to him. He's at home sick. Minister to him. God got ways to bring you down where well, you got to be still. Mm-hmm. You got to be still. My friend's in the hospital. And I've literally been praying and talking to him. And I said, You know, you got to pray for yourself. You know? His mom, I know she heard me, you know. She said, Andre, thank you for that. What I shared with him today. I said, Jesse, you're going to be all right. Whatever God, I said, you go to God and let him know whatever decision you make, Lord, it's okay with me. Mm-hmm. And Brenda, his mom would say, Thank you. He said, I'm gonna do that, man. I said, No, seriously, Jesse, it's not what I feel, your mama. I just hope you get well, but you need to go to God one on one and let him know whatever decision he makes, I'm okay
3: I mean we can, we can go before God. The Bible says we can go to him and make our requests known. So there's nothing wrong with asking him. But we have got to be willing to accept what his answer is. Okay? So uh and that and that's hard for a lot of us cuz we as human beings think we are God. We make <laughs> our decisions and we tell God what we how well, way we, yeah. we want it done. How we want it done. So that, you know, it meets what I want. And God just said there and I know. I don't take orders from you. I mean, he didn't take orders from Job either. When Job was you know, down with the boils and everything, you know, he got to the point point said, God, why didn't you kill me while I was in the womb? Why did you even let me be born? You know, you, know, why, you, you why, should why? have done yeah. this and you should have done. And God says, who are you to counsel me? Were you there when I created the heavens and the earth? Were you there when I put the depths of the sea? And Job was like, oh, I'm so sorry, so sorry. You don't tell me what I'm going to do. He's God.
1: And we're going to go ahead and take our next break, which we're going to keep walking with okay. the song Move by Toby Mack, And we'll be right back.
0: Another heartbreak day Feels like you're miles away Don't even need no shade When your sun don't shine, shine Too many passing dreams Roll by like limo scenes. It's hard to keep believing When I pass you by I know your heart been broke again I know your prayers ain't been answered yet I know you're feeling like you got nothing left Well, lift your head It ain't over yet, ain't over yet So move, keep walking Soldier, keep moving you through this. Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget. I never will forget. So hold on, hold on, the Lord ain't finished yet. Hold on, hold on, he'll get you through this. Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget. I never will forget. I know your heart been broke again I know your prayers ain't been
5: Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes.
1: Welcome back. That was Move, Keep Walking by Toby Mac. And it's been a good show so far tonight. Yeah. There's there's still time. If you'd like to join in the conversation, give us a call at 214-431-5032. I'm still monitoring the chat on Facebook. So... Let us know what you're thinking and how, how you think the show's been going and what your opinions are.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, because, I mean, we started off the, the program talking about, you know, who are you? Who are you? And, and we've
1: pretty much stuck on, on topic.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked in and around the subject there. And, uh, you know, but the only way that you're going to really know who you are in Christ is you got to know who Christ is. Amen. <clears throat> if you don't know who Christ is and what he expects, you don't know who you are in him. Are you just a church goer? Do you go sit in a pew, you, you know and you, you you get your three songs, uh a prayer, an offering, uh 30 minute sermon and then go home? <clears throat>
1: oh, you forgot the announcements. And greeting. And the greeting
3: well, some churches do that yep <laughs> <clears throat> but if that if that's the whole thing that you're looking at and you don't have an excitement about going to serve God and go to his house and and glorify him you better take a look at where you are because you know you should be eager to want to go to be in the presence of God well, what if they're, what if God's not there? God is always there. <laughs> Where two or three are gathered in His name, He's there. So if it's just you, or if it's just me and my wife, God is there.
1: Exactly.
3: Okay. As long as you got two people that are in God, He's in the middle of it. So we can go to church buildings. You know they. Are dead as doorknobs, as pre say, and say, you know that, you know, there's no spirituality here whatsoever, and but God's still there if two of you show up, you know. So, you know, where is your heart's attitude? Okay, and that's and that becomes the whole whole deal. So as we've been talking about several weeks, if we want revival, it's got to start in you. Mm-hmm. Okay. If yes. I want revival, it's gotta start in me. Not gonna be start in a music group coming. It's gonna start in me. Let God change me and let's get other people that God start and change them. We get together and pray and God's gonna do some mighty great things. Okay. But it starts with somebody who's gotta have a right attitude, heart attitude. So Well
2: when you sit there and say I uh, you I am one of those. Well, when I decide to go to church, I go to church. Wrong attitude off the top. We, well, you never at church. You don't know what that person doing in his house along with God. But if you're not as just or being a part of a click, people say you're not saved no. say, You're not saved and I know one guy. He. Pray every morning, walk the walk, talk with God. But he never stepped. And I asked him, I said, you know, what? He said, oh, I, I can stay at home for that. I asked him, he said, he never stepped in a church house. A church house. I thought, judge me. Oh, he, he can't go to heaven. He said, that can't send me to heaven. Mm-mm. Again, I didn't know. Oh, he's blasphemy. He, But his heart wasn't in that building.
3: Mm-mm. Well, God's got to send you to... You know, we need to fellowship one with another. And yeah, fellowship can yeah. be, I mean, the first century church fellowship from house to house.
2: Yeah, that's what he did. But he won't go to church.
3: And it's like, okay, well, the thing is, is when you fellowship and you learn from one another, you get the love for one another, and things like this. That's what God's wanting us to learn, is how to love one another. Okay? People that judge us because we don't go in their church building. Right. Well, I mean, i got enough people judging. Well, you don't have a church building? You're not a pastor. No, there were pastors (laughs) long before there were church buildings. (laughs) Okay?
2: They ridicule
3: you. (laughs) And it's like, well, you need a church. If you don't have a church, you're not a pastor. Well, no, you got to get it wrong, because you go back to first century church, there were pastors way back in the first century, and they didn't start going into buildings so long after that. Okay? They were sent out to be teachers of people. And so... I don't I said I'm out, I'm on the air right now, pre, you know, getting a chance to talk to 6,000 people. You know. You know, my my last check on the analytics is that there are 6,000 listeners each week. Hm. So I'm talking to 6,000 people. So you're telling me I'm I'm not talking to anybody? Not ministering to anybody? You know, who are you? I don't see 6,000 people in your church. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, even some of the biggest churches out there don't have 6,000 people. And I'm a no-name preacher, you know, what they call a no-name preacher, you know. Nobody knows my name.
1: I know your name.
3: Well, that's a good because you had to put, you to, you to put up with it for 43 even years.
1: What's better is God knows your name.
3: And that's the only one that really matters. Oh, oh, Victor says he knows my name, too.
1: Oh, yeah, Victor knows our name. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it, it, you can see the attitude. The, the attitude is wrong. It's a, everything is focused the wrong direction. It's not focused at God. It's actually focused on man and what man thinks is good. Somebody asked me what it, ta- what it takes to be successful. And, you know... I said, as a pastor, what, what, how, are you, how How do you know when you're a successful pastor? I'm obedient to God. It's not how many people I have and how big the church is and how much money comes in. Not how many ministries that's out there. It's, I've been successful when I become totally yielded to God.
2: Well, you look at older people, elders, where well, they didn't have T V. Even for they had radio, there was church. Mm-hmm. There was preaching. People didn't say. When you see back in the 70s to be a Christian, you couldn't have a TV in your house. You really have a radio. And as time went on, they started judging people and what church you go to. The pastor was so much under pressure. Because he didn't have the 20 members in the church. Well, you got to be doing something wrong. Well, guess what, people out there? We was at church. People judge us. Well, y'all might be doing something wrong. Or he has to be doing something wrong. Because where your church at? Where your members at? And something that he told me one time, I can't force you to come. The door is open. And when he said the door is literally unlocked, Never locked. i I tried it. I'm going to make a lot of it. The green church stayed open. Stayed open. The wedding chapel stayed open. Paul's church, he goes down like it, stayed open during the day till late at night. And then you go
3: to church, you can't go there for prayer. You could <laughs> So... Okay, so getting it to you.
1: It is time for the wind down. We're not going to wind up because we don't want to keep going.
3: So we're going to,
1: I know, we could probably keep going, but.
3: I think some of our listeners would probably say, no, we're shutting this down.
1: (laughs) So, all right. So, what are your closing thoughts, Andre?
2: When you ask that question, who are you, ask God, who am I? Show me, and he will. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that.
3: Yeah. And, you know, because people say, well, I don't know what my ministry is. I don't know this. Well, then spend some quality time in prayer and fasting. God will reveal what he wants you to understand. And if there's something that you don't need to know right now, and he says, not now. Don't worry about it. Put it on the shelf. Leave it alone until he says, it's time. Yeah, I had to do that with one one vision he showed me. It sat for ten years on the shelf. And finally, he says, now you're ready for the interpretation. Mm-hmm. After ten years. I wasn't trying to force what it might be, what people say. Well, this could be this. It could be this. Well, I don't care. I haven't got confirmed what God says it is. So just let God show you what you need for today. And then tomorrow, let him show you what you need for tomorrow.
1: All right. Probably the saddest part of the day of the show is having to say goodnight but I have my last few little words and they're very
3: little no. <laughs> you're a very little person
1: <laughs> yeah because I'm a very little person um, <laughs> who are you? who am I? and like it's been said a couple of times seek God ask God to show you who you are and if you're not understanding the answer, ask God to show you who he wants you to be. Right. Because That's who good. Because who you are right now, you may be who God wants you to be. But as we know through life in general, we don't... Um, we don't We don't stay the same. We change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if God's shown you who you are now, who do you want me to be? Do you want me to stay the same? Which, as we all know, we're all going to change. And so seek God. Don't stop seeking God. And don't stop asking him to show you who you are. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to come we'd like to have y'all come back and join us next week in the beautiful bedford texas coming to you live from fishbowl studios we're here every friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. so please join us don't forget the upcoming dates of hmm i think he said it was October 14th.
3: Was it? October 14th. October 14th. October. Oh, anyway.
1: No, on the 15th. On the 13th. The yeah, Oct- oh. October 14th for God's <laughs> family reunion. December 1st. We'll have a special program that night, which will be our 150th program. Mm-hmm. But for right now.
2: We do take gifts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Andre you're a mess so anyway our last song we're going to leave you with and I think this is kind of appropriate for our our subject tonight because I had no idea what we what we were talking about tonight and I put these songs together as we were sitting here before the show and I was going to leave it with something really serious and then I thought no Crazy people. That's who we are. (laughs) We're crazy people. And that's our last song that we're going to leave you with by Casting Crowns. Good night, everybody. Have a
2: blessed weekend. Good night.
1: And one last thing. Don't forget to be blessed, but most importantly, be Be a a blessing.
3: Who builds a boat
0: With no clouds in sight Who walks up to a giant And picks a fight Who turns a lion's den Into a petting zoo Who can have church In a fiery furnace Well, I tell you who Crazy people Trust in Jesus Following him Wherever he leads us Kingdom seekers my faith believers Here's the church, here's the steeple Here's the all God's crazy people Who brings a Bible into a public school Who shares a gospel even when the world calls them a fool And who's not afraid to go against the flow Will cancel me and call me one of those Cause I'm one of those crazy people Trusting Jesus Following Him wherever He leads us Kingdom seekers, Walked by faith believers Here's the church, here's the steeple Here's to all God's crazy people I'm one of those crazy people Talks to Jesus like he's real Crazy Who believes the words in red Crazy Who says he's coming back again Crazy Crazy people Trusting Jesus Following him wherever he leads us Kingdom seeker all by faith believers Here's the church, here's the steeple Easy people